Still waiting for a big smile out of you. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or? Stay to be happy about. You're up 2-0. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So yeah, going to you, Riz, once again. Um, I I know that I noticed that you also do marketing, right? Is that correct? Oh yeah. So, so my my previous life, I did finance, and now oh, wow. you know marketing. So I've, I've kind of done a lot of I worked in the corporate field for 20 years um, and we were doing 150 events at the time. Um, and then there was eight of us on the team. And then finally, seven years ago, I finally said, you know what, I gotta, I, I gotta do something. Either I gotta go uh, more into the corporate world and, and just stay on that, or I need to uh, see where I can take this business. And so I gave myself a year to see uh, how things would be. And thank God, like six months later, I was like, this is it, this is what I wanna do. I love it. And then have been full-time ever since. But he's also downplayed his experience uh, beyond like he's done finance, but he did, he was a financial analyst for American airlines and Southwest. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> okay. So I've, I've done, I've, I've done great work in, in that field. So I've, IBM and a, and a ton of big, big company names. Diageo. Um, he's, yeah. he's not just worked at the small companies and stuff. So he's so, got yeah. some so, really so good big, experience. Big stuff doing financial planning and analysis. Um, and I, and I love that work, which is really weird because usually it's nerdy dorky people that uh, are into finance and accounting, <laughs> but I was the, the, the live wire definitely in that room, but it's just, it's something that I was good at and I liked and um, I could make good money. And that's kind of why I went down that path. Uh, unfortunately, when I was growing up, there wasn't a, a big push for South Asians in general to get into uh, the arts field or try to make uh, a living or a career off of um, music or any kind of art, right? Acting, it, whatever you want to be, writing, directing, um, podcasting, anything you, want, you can think of, it wasn't something back then. It was almost looked down upon, right? Like, oh, you're doing this, but what's your real job or what are you going to do? So the first thing I did is I was like, I got to get a degree, got my degrees got my undergrad, got my MBA. And then I'm like, okay, now I have all these boxes checked and, you know, moving forward in that, in that light and um, did well, got paid well. And um, they, they would take me back in a second, but I just, my heart was always in music. So I just kept kind of pushing in that way. And, and even before I started school, I actually wanted to do marketing, but again, it wasn't lucrative. It, it didn't make sense financially to do it. So I didn't, but I've always kind of gravitated back to it. But now we, we do social media marketing for many companies and organizations and uh, nonprofits. And so we have a wealth of knowledge kind of in that, in that sense. And it, it's, it's stuff that um, I definitely enjoy, but I'm able to do it because I have a successful business and it is doing well. And it gives me the freedom and time to do stuff that I'm uh, passionate about. And I like that's outside of music and DJing and lighting. So, so, so you may have answered my next question there, but um. I noticed like in kind of like the write-up that I saw that Jay, you're also doing uh, kind of like auditing, like the finance world as well. Um, and then Riz, you just mentioned you did financial planning and analysis. Uh, those are kind of two fields are, that are great. You know, I work in HR, so I work closely with compliance, auditing departments, finance, but I would say they're not as like creative as what you guys do in like your DJing. And I know um, Jay will touch on this a little later with like the, the magic, but 
what kind of made you, is that on purpose, that kind of balance of, you know, having that kind of more so of like a corporate world kind of position where it's not as creative, but then having that creative outlet as well? Or again, once that uh, coincidence as well, how that kind of um, fell into play? So for me, this was more of, I think, like my my upbringing, my, my dad was probably the biggest supporter in all the, the shit that I, I mean, I don't know if I can say that, but we might want to cut that out. <laughs> you're, uh, good, you're good. So there's growing up, like you go, you go down a lot of different paths and mine was probably some of the most expensive hobbies that are in the world, right? Like I've taken on where magic is probably great as a starting point, but once you start buying stuff, I think I've spent like hundreds of thousands, like not thousands, but thousands of dollars, probably not hundreds of thousands. But uh, when I was barely making anything, I was just in college at the time. But uh, my dad's biggest thing was like, it's fine. Like you follow in this as your passion. It's something for your mind or for your soul. And then you do something for the world, which is where I, he's like, you need to have your CPA. You need to have something that that's giving back to the corporate world or wherever it is. So you have two different things that are going for you. And one is like specifically for giving back to the society and one is for yourself. And that's kind of where I've always had where DJing is not something I consider as a place for income. I'm glad that it's working out that way, but I've, I mean, we've had conversations and Riz even knows like, I'm not really worried about the, the monetary aspect of this. I just like doing it. I enjoy that experience. I've, I mean, my wedding alone could have been done a lot better. And from that, I think I've wanted to have a place in everyone else's where I could and change their experience for their weddings and make it into something that would be just good to great. And that's always, I think that's where we, me and Riz match up menta like mentally, like this is what we're trying to drive, regardless of the size of the event, the, the type of people that we're interacting with. I think that the, the end goal is to change that experience is to move that meter from an eight to a 10 all the time. And that's where we kind of vibe and get just things done. It doesn't matter who it is or where we are at that point. And so are you both currently, so apologies if I, I don't know this in advance, currently still juggling like um, all of those positions, like you are doing the DJ business and then still yeah. like auditing and. Yes, I, I am. I mean, I work full time. Uh, I actually work, my, my IT guys on the call with us right now. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. <laughs> So I work for Genpack. It's a it's an outsourcing company, but I am a compliance officer for that uh, company, and uh, I have that full time. And this I would have as my second full time job, DJing with Riz, and just overall with Riz is a second full time job. <laughs> Forget the DJing aspect of it. It's the planning, the prepping, what we're gonna do next, how we're gonna bring in new talent, and all that. All the discussions that you would have as if you were a, a CEO or an officer of any other company, right? Like we, we have to have those discussions. We need to see how this is gonna, cause it's not just something that's small at this point. It's it's a movement that we're trying to make sure keeps going and it, it, it sustains the, the reputation that we've built. So yeah, I, I, Riz is doing full-time DJing, but I think like he also spends a good amount of time with the social media marketing yeah. and everything that he's working on. He's actually given, um, He's been a guest speaker at a couple of the, the diversity and inclusion type of events for like the, the planners associations around here. So he does a lot of other networking just to get our name in a way out there. And then also focusing on the corporate events, which is not just the, the wedding aspect of it. Now getting into doing team building or, uh, you know, awards, rewards and recognition type of events that they do for corporations. So we've kind of felt that we've, driven where we wanted to be for the wedding side and he's been pushing on the other aspect of it and i think he, he might not be 
billing us for all the social media marketing <laughs> and stuff that he does. But he's probably like, I think Facebook and Twitter will probably come to him at some point and ask him what they need to do to change their systems <laughs> to make it better. Yeah, man. I, I definitely like social media. There's no way to belittle that. Um, that's definitely the toughest part, even of like, uh, in my experience doing this podcast, it's like, I love doing the podcast. And then the social media part is like, oh man, like whenever I got to do that part, I'm like, oh, it's so tough. So Riz, man, how, you know, can you provide any tips to the people? <laughs> how can they kind of get their name out there, grow their brand, grow their business out, uh, you know, just through utilizing social media? Great. So, so similar to what we talked about with the, the DJing aspect of it, um, preparation is definitely important. So you got to make sure you're prepared. It's not random things that you're posting. Um, and then the other part of it is consistency, right? So you want to be consistent. So is it, are you going to post once a week, once a month, once a year, once a day, whatever it is, you have to make sure you have it and you're diligent about doing it. So I'll take out time. Um, and like I said, we manage uh, social for, for different companies as well as our own, but we'll, you know, when we do it for them, we, we have a strategy, we have a calendar, we have a plan um, and we're consistent and it's good. And then the other aspect of it is, is we're monitoring the analytics to see what's working, what's not, what's the best time to post, um, what are we seeing more interactions with, where are we seeing the social channels grow, um, you know, where are the type of people we're looking for. So we do, we do stuff for organizations where they're more focused on LinkedIn and Facebook. And then we'll do stuff for people that are um, you know, in the wedding business and they're more focused on Instagram. So it's just knowing all the different platforms and, and how things work and, um, you know, what strategies do you want to do? Do you want to be everywhere? Do you want to be at a certain place? Uh, like, for instance, the, uh, the new takeover that I did, I think a few months ago was on Pinterest. So I just started doing stuff uh, more kind of focused on Pinterest. I took our monthly views from 25,000 to 2.5 million. Oh, wow. So it's, just, it's things that you can do that it's, it's like Jay said, it's good to great, right? So we were good. How do we get great? So that's that's really the big difference. Because at this point in our life, we're not going to be doing stuff that is stupid or doesn't make sense or um, you know is low level. So we're already doing things at a great level. It's finding the those small things that are super impactful to help take us from good to great. Now, just to follow up on that, um, you mentioned you're doing Pinterest now. Do you advise? Like, should people be on kind of like cross platforms? I know people when TikTok came out, like get on TikTok, even, you know, have an Instagram, have a Facebook group. Um, or do you think you should focus in on a few master that? Like, how, is it such thing as like oversaturation? How do you see that going? Great, great question. I think you got to go where your, your customers are, right? So figure out what that is first. So for instance, two years ago or three years ago, I didn't even care about LinkedIn, right? But because we're working in the corporate field and before, because we're doing events and because we're managing social accounts, where their target audience is there, I've learned so much more because I'm focused on that and helping them and helping them grow in those aspects of it. So know where your customers are and then pay attention to two things, uh, where they currently are, uh, where were they before and where do you think they're gonna go next? So all three of those things are important, but I think people only pay attention to one of those silos. So either they're the dinosaur in the industry and they're stuck on you know, providing Facebook where there's no couples. Um, and then they, they, you know, or they're the ones that only care about the current. And then they become dinosaurs because they're not looking at the third, which is whatever the future is. Now, I don't know if that's, depending on the brand, I don't know if that's TikTok or not, but wherever it's going, you have to kind of move in that direction. Um, also consistency. So for, for instance, if you look us up 
on any of the platform, you'll find us at like at DJ Riz ENT. So ENT is for entertainment. So having that, not changing your name on different platforms, um, making sure it looks similar, not necessarily exactly the same, but you want to make sure the brands look similar, right? Like, so if you look behind Jay, Jay's got the, the shirt out and it's got our colors and everything on it. So you just need brand consistency, right? So if you're not going to be on Twitter and you're not going to post anything, don't open up an account, shut it down and move on. If you're, if the people that you want to connect with aren't there, then why are you wasting your time? Focus it on what makes sense, but just know where your customers were before on a social platform, where are they currently and where do you think they're going to go? Always be kind of checking in on that. And so you know what makes sense to, to move forward. A lot of the reasons that we've been steering the storm, even through COVID and stuff, has been Riz, like being proactive on a lot of things, forecasting or foreshadowing, if that. it Like when the onset came, yes, we're just trying to get into the reality of how things are going to be, what they're going to be. But within a month and a half, we already had a game plan on the, like, we're going to start putting videos together, whether it's podcasts of music, we're going to do live mixing. Like he had a schedule. It didn't change. Like he did not skip a beat. Like if if it was anyone else, like oh screw it, like I'm not getting any more events. I don't think that we're going to be booking anything. I just got to figure out like how we're going to rebook stuff for next year and just move on with it. Not have a game plan at all. I think we've done like we've done cocktail videos, which was not in our norm, but we figured that all the couples that we've worked with would like to enjoy something at home because we started loving like having our own mix of drinks at our house. Because bars and stuff were out of, like they, they weren't even question, right? Like we, we couldn't go out there. So we started putting together our own mixes and we've mastered a couple of them, which we've like, started drinking. Like that's how life started evolving <laughs> during COVID. And then it's, right. uh, he had live, live streams he was doing for just random nights, music mixes and stuff that we would put together. So we still had a way of, getting our name out there, not necessarily to do an event, but at least for people to know that this is still a brand that's been working despite of what's going on, right? Like we, we kept continuing, we kept pushing, we kept changing like what, what it is that we're going to do and see what it is that's normal for that time. So I, I think like with the way Riz's mindset is or the way he sees things, it's a hundred steps ahead from where a person would only be looking 10 10 steps, right? Like that, that's the difference. Like he, he has a deeper perception as to where he's going. That, that kind of drives the business and all of us too. And I think, you know, mental health is really important. And I knew for us as a team, if we sat and did nothing, uh, it would be a downward spiral because we're just used to meeting a thousand new people every weekend. And how do you go from meeting a thousand new people to sitting at your home and only looking at the one, two or nobody, whoever's in that house, and that's it, right? So you want to stay connected. So you had it had to happen virtually and you had to kind of look forward. I think we, we were the first company organization business that put out something on COVID on how to successfully do a wedding during COVID. And this came out, you know, I want to say it was April or May right after the shutdown. And it was just like, here are tips. This is what you need to have. This is what you need to do. And so, so I think we don't think about just ourselves. We think about what's going to help to greater people. Um, and we don't look for necessarily a, a business benefit for it. Like, oh, I'm doing this, so it should help me. It's no, this needs to get done because people need this information or this is gonna help someone in some part of the world. So we'll put it out. Like we have song suggestions on our blogs that that 
hundreds of thousands of people see every year. We're not doing 100,000 events a year, right? But we know that it's going to help people. So we want to be in that position where we can help people and use our knowledge and our time effectively and efficiently to help people, right? Because if you're not giving back and if you're not trying to do more than beyond you, then, you know, your life is just driven in a different path. So we just really focus on how do we help people? How do we help couples? How do we help individuals? How do we help businesses? And, you know, we, we're blessed. I mean, we, I think Jay hit it on the nose. A lot of other companies that are in our shoes um, shut down and they got out of the market and had to go get jobs and don't want to ever look back at the industry again versus for us because we're positioned the way we were positioned and because we were forward thinking and forward looking, we we're able to not only weather the storm, but come out stronger from it. And, um, you know, be in a place where we can grow even more than we were growing before. So. So, and the other hand of it yeah, is like, is school necessary for everything that we're doing? I don't think it's necessary for anything anyone does, but it gives you a good, foundation in a way like even if you just able to carry a conversation because we in the wedding industry we have like some top end wedding decorators and people that we've worked with that have no college experience or a degree they're probably like dropped out of 11th grade but they got into the business aspect of it and they they learned it inside out and we've seen that like in a lot of third world countries and stuff too where the education system is not really made for people that are below a certain income level so they just go out and learn what the business is going to be about, whether it's like the guy makes just teas and bagels. They know how to run that part of that business and they're really good at it. They know they need to be there on time, whether it's snowing or raining, like in New York City, I'm sure you see all the vendors, like street vendors and stuff too. I doubt that all of them have gotten their college degrees, right? It's like, but they know to be there. They know to be consistent. They know what their cost of goods are. They know how much they need to sell it for to make a profit. They, there's certain things that they just get inbuilt in them. I think that's also a lot of old school learning that we're, we're starting to miss out on in the newer generations. Jay, I saw that you also are doing magic and not just doing it. You have, if my write-up was correct, you know, I, my, my trusted source, um, you have more experience in magic than you do in finance and um, DJing. What got you into taking that next step to be like, no, I'm going to do this professionally? So it's going back to that same thing is like some doing something for your mind and your passion at that point. So I, I started doing magic by volunteering at a magic shop that I was buying a lot of stuff from first of all. So the owner just said, he's like, Hey, why don't you come and work here? Since you're already, you're here oh, wow. four hours out of the day. Anyway, demo the stuff that you want to like pick up and buy and see whether you like it or not. So you're not spending money on it. And if it's good, that means someone else is going to buy it. So I'm fine with you taking it home for free. So it kind of worked out in my favor to, to, to help out. And I, I didn't ask for any pay. I was just demoing stuff that I wanted to check out that I would have ended up spending. There's a lot of things that I would have spent money on and not liked. I just tossed to the side. I have like drawers and like cabinets full of stuff that I don't touch, but there's been times where I've gone back like, Oh, I'm glad I knew this little bit of it. So now I can make this next effect a lot better. So it's like, and that also put out like, so the David Blaine era and everything that came out with that uh, street magic also changed how you approach people. In New York City, to stop a stranger just to show them a car trick and stuff was, you're, you're trying to get shot or cursed <laughs> at or just yeah. ignored, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they don't have the time for that. Yep. But that changed how, like with David Blaine's uh, specials and stuff that came out, it changed how people were like, they would stop and they would take a moment to just 
forget about the New York City hustle and bustle and enjoy what they're watching right in front of them. It was like bringing David Copperfield right to their face with things that they can easily touch and feel and everything. So like it's, it got me a, a way of like breaking out and doing that. Like I, in college, I was, that's all they know me. They don't even know my real name. They just know me as magic all through oh, wow. uh, college. Like up until this day, they'll still call me that. It's like, yeah, this, because I was doing the things that were like coming to me where I, I was practicing them for hours at a day in front of people already. And then being able to just do it for friends, right? Like, so I've already gotten to a point where I was comfortable doing the effect and I could pull it out randomly. So, and, and I'm, I'm going to cut him off for a second, but just so you know, he is a professional at this. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that he needs to go to the next level. Like if he's ever done a trick in front of you, you, you remember it, it blew your mind and you loved it. So like, even at weddings, when we'll have a five minute downtime, somebody's coming up to him and saying, can you do a trick? Because they're just so excited about the last time they've seen him do it. And all the big guys that are in Magic right now have all probably been to the same store that Jay's talking about or have heard of Jay or have worked with Jay or have bought something from him just because he was in that circle. So he's he's downplaying it, but he's <laughs> yeah. amazing at it. Like he he's and he's done it for for work, he's done it for corporate events, he's done it for weddings, he's done it for just sitting around talking. Like he's extremely talented at it. We'll be sitting around having dinner and just pull out something out of the blue, you know, and it's not and like, you know, just you're just sitting there having a normal conversation, like eating dinner, just, you know, just chilling and there's like something out of the blue that he remembers or he just picked up yesterday. Right. And it'll just be something random out of the blue. And you're just like, what just happened? And you got to like you literally just sit there and think what just took place. And in a way, it gets to you. You yeah, like Rich said, you, you will never forget the tricks. And then even like two, three days later, like, yo, how the hell did he do it? And he'll do the same trick with you five, six times and you still won't understand it. But that's like the special the speciality that he has. And just like, hey man, so that was amazing. Do it again. And you, cause you want to learn it. But obviously we don't have like our, us normal people will not have that brain nursing to go, how the hell did he do that? And <laughs> so how for sure that so magic definitely puts like a different perspective on everyday things, right? It's like with everything that I've, learned and picked up magic has a big like underlying philosophy under uh, i read a lot more books on theory on how we connect with people and stuff so just for that art and it's not like i want to make the statue of liberty disappear i just am interested and that's what drives me i think that's where that whole entertainment aspect kind of brought kind of fit with me um i watched david copperfield as a kid and a lot of people did but I actually wanted to do the tricks and I went to a Lance Burton show. I went and I picked up like, and I'm sure everyone has like when they've gone through like the, the magic stores and they have that flying card that spins around and it's in the air. It's a hover card. Like people get suckered into buying it because it looks so cool when you're watching it. But when you learn that it's an invisible thread, it's like, oh, it's no longer magical to you. And it's kind of deterring because it's kind of hard to set up and stuff with the interior. They've gotten a lot better at it. And at that time, when it was difficult, I actually went through and pulled out the thread, got it done. And I, I went and learned that thing like is the best thing ever in my life. And my parents and everyone were like, they were floored to see that I was doing that. So they kept pushing towards like, hey, why don't you do this? And I, like, I think I had that magic kit that everyone ends up getting at some point as a Christmas gift and stuff where <laughs> they have the, the cups and balls or they have a couple of like trick decks. And I, I, I still have some of those. I actually have the ones when I was from like five years old. I have those kits. 
some the cards are missing and messed up but i use some of those to do magic for my cousins and stuff and i re it it was just one of those things that drove me i think it connected I, and i don't know what it is or where it came from but it's just something that connected and kind of evolved with within my life and became what it is now a lot of people have passions or like they think about going into something, but they just stick to like their day job and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to even try this. Whereas you guys, whether it's the social media, the marketing, whether it's the DJing or the magic, you guys had that drive and that passion. And I heard it from you. Uh, you know, you guys have said it as well throughout this podcast so far that it was about that passion that you had and you kind of jumped on it and you went for it and look at where you guys are now, where you're at a position where you're not looking at it as a monetary way, but you can make money off it. You can like, you know, yeah. so it's just pretty cool that, um, I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's, I, I know a lot of people give up on their passions. Um, in one of the first episodes, I mentioned that one of the drivers for this was I spoke to someone who was a teacher and he was like, I never wanted to be a teacher. I want to go to music, but I didn't think I make money in music. So I'm doing teaching. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I want to talk to people about their passions who actually pursued what they love doing. And it's really like, it's a pleasure speaking to you guys. And um, just seeing that you guys jumped on that passion and went for it, you know? So, uh, and I, like, for me, the passion was great. And every, when I, like, in the corporate world, when a person joins my team or they're interviewing or if, if I have an interaction with them, I've actually had people quit the jobs that they were at after a conversation with them to go pursue other things in life. And it wasn't because I wanted to take their job or anything. It was just like, hey, dude, you just don't seem happy here. Why are you going through this? Why are you dealing with this? You have so much more to bring to the table. Go and do like, why don't you go look at something like this? And I've had like a person that's like a, a natural auditor from for like 15 to 20 years. And now they're like doing yoga classes and like teaching um, cross fitness. So <laughs> it's like a complete change, but that's what they wanted to do. And it's like, yeah. yeah, after that conversation with you, man, it's like things just kind of fell into place. It's like reality kind of uh, clicked in for them and they moved on. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and when people join my team, I tell them like, Hey, I don't care about all of your nine to five stuff. Have something that you do for yourself. Cause even if it's not monetary, if you like reading, if you like drawing, if you like painting, anything along those lines, if it gives you a break from your regular mental like frustrations, everything that you have on your mind, because if you're painting and you go off into a different world and you're into the, the artwork, it's a break from reality. It's a break from your reality. And that mental break that you get is it beats the drugs and alcohol and all the other stuff that you can use to get to that state. If you do it naturally and you come back, you're fresh. Your your mind's a lot more agile, and I think that much. So for us, this is for me. It's a weekend thing, right? So Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are usually DJing and stuff. But Monday to Thursday and half of that Friday, if I feel like working, is uh, <laughs> a regular day to day job, right? But as soon as that event clicks off, like you push everything at the door, and no family, nothing is involved. It's just you and your event. For those that weekend, if that break is a big change, like it shifts how you take on your Monday. It, I don't feel dragged off, down unless it's been a late night on a Sunday, but like I still think that Monday I look forward to going back and doing my regular day to day job, which I think that passion or whatever it is that you fit into your category or that time is what it's going to do for you mentally. And I, I don't think people see that or accept it as much. I know it's impossible and I don't want to belittle you guys' experience to kind of cover all that in like an hour long podcast. Um, I hope we did it justice. Uh, I will link everything down below so people can follow you guys. I myself will be tuning into the podcast just to learn more, but is there any kind of closing remarks that you, you know, before we wrap up here on anything that maybe was overlooked or anything you might want to stress and uh, bring back to like the forefront? Jane, I made the same face and did the same uh, 
Maybe not to each other, but uh, I'll, I'll take this one. I think um, I think we hit all the key points on this, but I think um, just to reiterate, like passion is absolutely necessary. Having a strong foundation is absolutely necessary. Um, and then I think just reevaluating whatever you do, right? So along the way, if it, nothing is going to be exactly what you thought of, but if you find yourself in a mental rut or a hole and you're not happy doing whatever it is that you're doing, don't do it. Like find the right time to get out of there. Find where, what you want to do. Don't just quit and walk away, but find what you need to do that's going to make you happy and figure out how you're going to get from where you currently are to that point. Um, and, and don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for advice, right? And if you run into some knucklehead that doesn't want to give it to you, find somebody else. There's enough good people out there in the world that you'll find the right person to talk to. Yeah, I, I love that, especially the part about, you know, not staying in somewhere where you're not, you know, find something that you actually enjoy, find that passion. Um, couldn't word it better myself. Uh, so something that we like to do here before we wrap up is a quick little trivia question. Um, so, so far, I think out of all the guests, only one person has gotten it right. You're not expected to know it. It is pretty random, but you will have 15 seconds after I ask. Um, Alap, you had your shot last time, man. So this is going to be strictly for Jay and Riz, you know, to have their <laughs> moment to shine. But um, so yeah, 15 seconds. If you guys are ready, I'll just read it off. And then let's see uh, how this goes. Is it, is it multiple choice? How, how are we doing these questions? Multiple, uh, no, so it's just going to be kind of open-ended. You know, you're just going to give me an answer. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. We went over a lot of helpful information for DJs and the process to get started on being one. Um, there are a lot of famous DJs out there. We have DJ Riz, DJ J, uh, DJ Khaled, which shout out to DJ Khaled. His album just dropped yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah it's an awesome <laughs> album too. Yeah. In the animated children's series, Arthur, Arthur Reed's sister is referred to as DW. What does the DW stand for? I don't want to say. <laughs> No idea. No, Dora. And you guys Oh, no, a lot of people say I'm mute, man. Dora Winifred. Oh. <laughs> I, I, well, that, that's right. That's correct. I don't know how you got that, bro. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Anything. Why don't you go back to your own house and stop bothering us? All right. Nah, man. We'll take it. It's good for something. <laughs> hey, each right answer is a hundred dollars he's gonna send us there was a reason i knew there was a reason you had me sit in here today <laughs> there was a reason appreciate you guys thank you so much and i know we couldn't cover everything i would love to have you guys back on again i know you guys got an event to go to I'm, i apologize if i kept you too late but thank you jay riz it was nice meeting you a lot for coming on again uh and everybody listening i appreciate you for listening and i hope you tune in again next time take care mm -hmm.